In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection. May it increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the sacrament. Amen. If you can believe it, Sunday Setup began three years ago today after this very weekend with the 27th Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year A. Three years later, we've passed through the entire three-year cycle, and beginning next week, we'll pick up where it all began. Practically speaking, what this means is that many episodes you'll hear for the foreseeable future will be reruns of old content. But don't worry, just like those reruns of The Office or Seinfeld, all of us here at Sunday Setup are optimistic that our episodes will get better with age, too. Our first reading comes to us by way of the prophet Ezekiel. At the beginning of the 18th chapter of the book, Ezekiel repeats back to the people a proverb which apparently had been recited in the land of Israel. Parents eat sour grapes, but the children's teeth are set on edge. In other words, the repercussions of sins from someone's parents have direct effects on the children. Think very concretely here. Because some Israelites had already been deported to Babylon, the children of those in exile were feeling the direct effects of the sins of their parents, sins which many believe had gotten Israel into such an exile mess in the first place. But Ezekiel says that this is not how God operates. If a man is just, if he does what is right, and he walks by the Lord's statutes, then he shall surely live and not die. He continues by saying that a wicked man can turn his life around for the better but so too can the just man for the worse. All of this prompts the people to say that God seems to be quite unfair. And then that's where our passage picks up. The prophet's words are a bit like that annoying classmate on the elementary school playground who would always respond with, I know you are, but what am I? The people accuse God of being unfair, but it's as if God is saying, I know you are, but what am I? Let me tell you about Philippi. It's the intended audience of our second reading. It's located in what we know as Greece today, but was taken over by Philip the Great. He named the city after himself, thus Philippi. It was a colony of the Roman Empire, but most importantly, a vast number of Roman soldiers lived there after their retirement. It was sort of like the villages for Roman soldiers. But to take the analogy further, imagine the villages where all of these old army veterans love to boast of their own accomplishments and accolades. They loved to tell everyone how great they were. And into that environment, Paul writes this letter to the Philippians, encouraging them to seek humility. Paul says, Do nothing out of selfishness or out of vainglory. Rather, humbly regard others as more important than yourselves. And then he says, Have among yourselves the same attitude that is also yours in Christ Jesus. Jesus tells a parable about a father and two sons in our gospel passage this weekend. Just as with today, the command to honor one's parents was highly regarded at the time of Jesus. The book of Sirach, which you'll remember from last week was something like a rabbi's TED Talks, says in chapter 3 that those who honor their father atone for sins and will have joy in their own children. What happens then in the parable is that the first son tells his dad he won't go work in the vineyard, but then changes his mind and goes, while the second son says he will, but doesn't end up going. Jesus gives the application of this parable immediately after, telling the chief priests and elders of the people that when John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him, but tax collectors and prostitutes did. We've talked several times before about why tax collectors were so poorly regarded in Jesus' day. There were something like those people who upcharged service fees on your Taylor Swift tickets. 
and a distaste for prostitutes is quite apparent. But what's even more, we shouldn't overlook the fact that both of these groups of people, the tax collectors and the prostitutes, were also those who had the greatest amount of interaction with the Roman occupiers, since the tax collectors shook down the Jews to give money to the Romans, and the prostitutes, in turn, were most commonly solicited by the occupying Roman soldiers. In short, there were all sorts of reasons for the people of Israel to dislike them. So that's the scandal when Jesus says that tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. So that's it. That's your Sunday setup for this 26th Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year A. May this knowledge and the knowledge from all the episodes we produced here at Sunday Setup of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.